it's time for Watch and Learn, the show where we discuss the life lessons we learn from the movies we watch. Today, Joker. Hey, movie maniacs. My name is Sky, and I'm here with my brother, Dusty. And Dusty, I am so... I'm not exactly thankful. I wish it were the other way around, but I'm really glad I watched the movie ahead of you and then gave you a call and decided to tell you to not bother watching it at all. But I wish it was you who watched it before me. Wow. So I got that call because we were talking about, okay, hey, when are we going to go watch it? When are we going to record? Because I'm in Phoenix, obviously, here in Fresno. So we're not going to go at the same time with, you know, together. And as I, you know, I was going to call you about something else. And then you said, hey, I'm glad I got to talk to you. Don't go see Joker. I was like, what? what? What's going on? But uh, so let me, because you said, don't go see Joker. What I actually did is I went and watched the trailers. And Good. because, yes, because I know I'm not going to watch it because you, if, dude, if you say do not watch a movie, it must be absolutely horrible because you almost love every movie, just, just, just about, about just about every single one. Oh, yeah, it was good. Oh, yeah, it was yep. good. Like every movie. If this one was that bad, oh, my goodness. I am steering clear away from it. So I'm glad to hear that you watched the trailer. Now, let me ask you a question. You know that this is a Joker origin movie. All you've seen is the trailer, but you do know the history. You've seen Joker in every other Batman movie and everywhere that Joker's been. So what do you think his origin is based on the trailer and what you know? So the trailer is basically showing me that he grew up, you know, obviously it seems like a single, uh, has a single mom or his mom was basically taking care of him with that. Um, he didn't have the best childhood, didn't have the best life. People, you know, were laughing at him and stuff like that. And he just was, I guess you could use the word bullied or he just wasn't the, you know, he was just a down and out type of guy. And he always wanted to be happy. Always wanted to be, you know, like, you know, a joker type, you know, like a clown type of happy person and then i get kind of gets pushed over the edge kind of like uh um uh i can't remember what that uh anyways i can't remember what the movie was back in like the 90s um michael douglas there you go michael douglas what was that movie called um it's i like can't over remember the, offhand over the over, over the edge or off the cliff or something mm -hmm. like i mean where he just he goes off and he just starts destroying things starts beating people up and not caring anymore it kind of seems like that's the the route that's going to happen that's exactly what happens. You're 100% right. So there is no point in seeing this movie whatsoever. And you are, uh, you should be thanking your lucky stars that you missed out. <laughs> now, the awesome. And I'm really, really glad that you told me not to go. I have a question. Now, as I'm watching the trailers, I'm looking at different scenes and seeing what's going to happen here. What, you know, at what part of the movie could this actually be? I got a question for you. I just think that the very last scene that ends everything and it shows it in the trailer, at least I'm, I'm just guessing, I'm asking you if, if it's correct. The very last scene, I think it, they actually show it in the trailer where he is going to go on stage with some, you know, Saturday Night Live or no, like a like late night talk show guy. And he says, hey, can you introduce me as Joker? And I think and then the curtains open up and that's the end. Is that no, that that's end? not. That's probably 30 minutes prior to the end. Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah. But that okay. is the whole film is building up to that moment with uh, Robert De Niro's character uh, uh, introducing him to the world as Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So 
Why was it so bad? Like, tell me about the issues. Was it the story? Was it lack of action? I mean, uh, we know... Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor, or at least a lot of things I've ever seen him. He's a fantastic actor. But what were the main reasons that you thought the movie was horrible? Okay, so uh, let's talk about the good things, right? Joaquin Phoenix probably uh, does the best acting I've ever seen him do, or maybe the best acting job ever. You fully believe that he is Arthur Fleck, down and out, hating his life, uh, living a crappy life, living in a crappy city where everything's against him. Um, uh, he just, he just in a downward spiral, depression, anxiety, all this kind of stuff. Like you really see it. He, he phenomenal job acting. There's nobody that can hold a candle to Joaquin Phoenix in this movie for sure. Second thing that's good, the story is actually a good story. It makes sense how he goes from what he is, a 40-year-old loser, and then ends up becoming Joker. That all makes sense. And all the characters and everybody else in the story, they're just fine as well. My whole problem is that the entire movie is just one big, long drama. And not just a drama, a totally depressing, dark, no fun, no humor, no action, nothing cool, um... Nothing fun at all drama. And so you would hate it because one of the reasons you and I watch movies is for entertainment, is for fun. And this is the kind of movie, like you remember um, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Really good movie, interesting story, great acting, but I would never watch it again because it was so sad. This movie, so freaking depressing. I wanted to walk out of the theater, but I kept watching it because I was hoping that he would become the Joker and then do some kind of a crime spree or something exciting would happen. In this movie, nothing at all. Such a disappointment. Wait, so he literally does not do anything Joker-esque? Like, uh, well, he does murder a few people and very gruesomely, but that's it. No capers, no plans. There's no good guy trying to foil him. Nothing at all. Because I know everything that I remember about the Joker, he's actually a really smart, smart dude, really um, methodical, really has plans. Like he's always has a plan. He always has a, a, either a way out or, you know, we, that's why they have a Lego movie, the Lego Batman movie where Batman, it can never catch the Joker. He can never get him because he's his greatest enemy. And I just thought I was thinking that they would lead into that where they would show a little bit of his um, brilliance. Now they probably did, but I would think that they would really start getting into his his ability to become an an evil like uh, main boss bad guy. Yep, not at all. He doesn't show any brilliance. He's not smart in any way. He's not fun, not charismatic, uh, like any of the Jokers you'd ever think of. And he is just there's nothing redeeming about him, and nothing really interesting. Uh, he you cannot see him becoming. Uh, a gigantic foe of somebody as smart and as capable as the Batman. Oh, from this movie, you cannot, huh? Nope, no way, uh-uh. That's, that is very sad. I mean, that was something that I would think they would really want to put in there, that he is actually a very smart guy, obviously crazy, psychotic, and all that stuff. Um, but you would think throughout the story, he would show glimpses of being very smart, very um, you know methodical, and all that sort of stuff. That's really sad that they didn't even do that. Nope, they didn't. So, yeah, I had to point you away from it. And for any listeners, if you're listening to this and haven't seen it yet, you uh, think you're lucky stars, just like Dusty should. <laughs> and remember, what was that that uh, zombie movie we just we just 
I missed. The dead you, don't die. The, the dead don't die. So I walked out literally like 40 minutes into it. I was, I was like, okay, it's got to get better. It's got to get better. Wait, it's not getting better. Oh no, it's getting, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. And I walked out. And so, but you stuck through both of these movies. Yeah, I'm a glutton for punishment, man. I just, I hope beyond hope. You know, you said at the very beginning, I love most movies that I watch and I give them all the benefit of the doubt, uh, of the doubt until the very end. Wow. Now, have you ever walked out on a movie? Uh, not that I can remember. I've started and stopped plenty of movies on Netflix, or if I get a DVD from the Redbox, I've done that. But going to the theater, I can't pull that trigger and walk out. Yeah, you've already invested that much time and effort. Now, money, you can get it back. You say, hey, this is a horrible movie. I want my money back. But the time and effort to actually get there, I can kind of see that. But man, when when I'm watching a movie, I'm just like, this is just full of garbage. I I don't want my life to... <laughs> I've already, I'm have already. i not going to keep throwing good money after bad or good life after bad. I'm just going to stop and cut my bait and leave. See, that's the thing. I can easily cut bait when it comes to money. You know, I don't throw bad or good money after bad. But when it comes to my time, if I've already invested an hour and there's an hour of movie left, I just say screw it and I watch it. But I think I should learn a little bit from your movie going experiences and your um, acumen there in saving your life and saving your time, you know? Absolutely. There's so many better things I could be doing with my time if it's not that that horrible. Now, when you're thinking of The Joker... Well, I got to ask a question. Does his mom actually, I think she dies, correct? Well, he murders her. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't, doesn't come across as that. So he murders her, obviously is very, very sick and evil. Um, And then the Joker himself, the the thinking of being somebody so methodical and so um, psychotic, because if you watch any of like the cartoons that had the Joker, um, and you or read the comics. He does literally disgusting, um, horrific, horrendous like things to people. Um, did it show not not that, but did it show that he literally enjoys pain? He enjoys like I liked Heath Ledger's Joker. I thought he did a fantastic job being a Joker. It really showed that he really loved pain. He loved that all just everything about um feelings in general, like like happy, sad, all that sort of stuff, and also pain. How did that come across in this Joker movie? The whole loving pain and loving killing didn't come across, but uh what they did say was he finds murdering people funny and he was fine with doing it. So I guess if it's funny, he enjoys doing it. So I guess you can extrapolate that from it. But there wasn't an enjoyment of pain. It's not like he was getting punched at any one time over and over and laughing about it. Uh, uh, yeah, nothing like that happened. But in the, let me see, there's three guys on the train that he first killed with his gun. And then he kills his mom. Then he kills a coworker, And then he kills Robert De Niro at the end, shooting him. So there's six people that die. And Possibly at the very, very end in Arkham Asylum, he might have killed his counselor. You see him walking out of the place with blood on him. So there's seven people. They're all gruesome deaths, but no actual laughing like he's enjoying it. Oh. Now, what's interesting is I went on to Rotten Tomatoes. I saw that the audience score is 90%. I am shocked by that. Wow. I I can't believe it. This It's... I, I just don't understand how people can like it. Well, so 90% means they would recommend others to see it. I, I'm telling you and anybody else who asks, do not go see it unless you want to see a bleak, despairing uh, 
rendition of a character. I mean, this is not a comic book movie at all. It's basically just a drama about somebody in a downward spiral who happens to be Joker. But it's somebody who becomes a murderer. And if you want to see that kind of movie, great, have at it. But uh, if I would have known all that ahead of time, that there wasn't going to be crime, not going to be a caper, he's not the Joker that we kind of know, I would have stayed away. Hmm. Now, what's interesting is the past, you think about the other Batman movies that have Joker in it. Now, we look at the beginning of... um what was a Batman with Michael Keaton, the very, very first Batman, we see that he's actually a robber. You know, obviously the stories are not going to line up at all, but he's actually a robber. You know, he, he actually, you know, steals the pearls and he shoots the dad and runs away. And then eventually becomes, you know, Hey, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? That, that whole line, um, all that is basically swept gone in a way. You're not supposed to remember any of that. Huh? Is that right? Yeah, it's 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 kind of like that. I mean, just think about movies often, not movies, I'm sorry, comic books often when they want to redo a storyline or they want to change things up, they'll just kind of give characters new origins and stuff. And what they did that was kind of smart in this one is Joker, by killing some guys on the subway, he kind of started a movement and created riots and stuff. And he inspired a guy in a Joker mask to kill um, uh, Martha and uh, Mr. Wayne outside of the theater. So it wasn't Joker, but it was inspired by him. Interesting. Yeah. So it was kind of a smart take on that aspect of it. Okay. So we could actually see. Well, one of the things too was he had total, like, uh, he, he was just psychotic, mentally not there, unbalanced. And he was seeing images and having daydreams and stuff. And he actually, um, uh, dreamed a relationship with a girl down the hall, and he dreamed of becoming friends with uh, Robert De Niro's character. I mean, he he had all these weird visions and hallucinations and stuff that ended up not being true. You see, as the movie goes on, he's seeing visions and stuff as well. So he's got that little uh, mental mm, issue uh, to his character as well. I I did imagine because the trailer did show how the Joker got really upset when uh, Robert De Niro's character got in and was really like, you know, making fun of him, all that sort of stuff. I'm like, Oh, he's going to kill him like that. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I think they should have left those out of the trailers. Probably. Yeah. And you see them fighting the guys on the train. I'm like, wow, you know, the Joker, he's not going to, he's either going to get beat up and left and then come back um, and do something, or he's actually going to do something right then and there. But you know, when you see trailers beforehand, it really gives away so much of the movie that, or not all of them, like Marvel does a really good job, uh, at least if I recall, like all the movies leading up, you see a good amount of stuff, but they don't really tell the story, which is so much better. That's why you like movies better is because you're shown the story while you're watching. Mm-hmm. Now, with the Joker, was there any other character that really stood out or, or not a character, but like, was there any other um, comic characters that m- played a cameo or came in a part of the movie? Uh, not that I really call. I mean, the only person is Robert De Niro as um, I guess his name was Murray Franklin. And that's really it. I mean, no one else really to speak of. Why? Okay. Did you see somebody that you know or? No, no, I was just curious to see if they were going to do anything like that because No, they didn't. Nope. They did we, have you do see Alfred at one point, but oh. not the Alfred that we've ever seen, just some other actor playing Alfred. Interesting. And we don't see little Bruce Wayne? We do. We do. But he doesn't have any words. He's just there. Um at one point Joker goes to uh 
uh, Thomas Wayne's house, you know, the Wayne residence, and sees Bruce Wayne, and that's when he also encounters Alfred, and Alfred tells him to get away because he's acting weird, as the Joker would, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Now, so it seems like the Joker created, especially when you go to Michael Keaton um, and his Batman, his rendition of Batman and the Joker, um, the Joker creates Batman. It's Or at least that's the, the really big point that really pushed him into being Batman. Is that correct? Yeah, same thing happens here. I mean, Joker was the cause of the riots, which ended up, one of those people ended up killing his parents. And, of course, Bruce Wayne's right there. He sees the guy in the Joker mask killing his parents. And that, like you just said, is going to inspire him to eventually be a, a vigilante and fight crime. I wonder why they didn't have him actually do that and kill his parents. Just just to subvert expectations, probably. Oh, okay. Interesting. But but the whole death is still t- attributed to him. It was still his ultimately killing some guys on the train and then starting this whole... And who he killed were some, I guess, you could think of them as rich guys who worked for Thomas Wayne. And then so it ends up in the movie being all the poor down and out people in the city in Gotham against uh, all the rich people in Gotham. And Wayne, the Waynes represent like the richest of the rich. Interesting. Okay. And the whole movie took place, like you could imagine, it in the 80s. So it kind of looked and felt a little bit like uh, the original Batman that we saw, um, uh, you know, back in the 80s. It felt like that, but a little bit dirtier, grimier, dan- more dangerous. Yeah. I'm looking at the dollars thing, the dollars, how much it makes. So the budget was $55 million. In the opening weekend, it, made, it almost doubled that at $96 million in the first weekend. Yep, and it's going to keep going. I mean, it's making tons of money throughout the world, too. And with everybody, not everybody, 90% of audiences recommending to go watch this, it'll keep getting pretty good uh, pretty, pretty good butts in seats over the next few weeks, at least, you know? Yeah. Now, I got to ask you, which Joker is your favorite Joker? Now, before you answer, we got to quickly go through which ones there are. Obviously, we remember um, uh, Michael Keaton's, uh, who's Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. So Jack Nicholson, his Joker was phenomenal, I thought. Uh, but anyways, a lot, lot of Jokers. Then we also have Heath Ledger is also the Joker. You also have um, Mark Hamill. He's the Joker for the cartoon. And then you also have, what's that? Uh, Cesar Romero from the 60s. There you go. Cesar Romero from the 60s. And obviously he was a much more laughy, happy type of uh, Joker. Plus it's for kids, you know, as a, as a comic book TV series. Um, but then you also have the um, the one guy that was in Jared Suicide Leto? Squad. Jared Leto. And then you have this Joker. Which Joker is your favorite Joker? It's, it's, it's Heath Ledger, but I really do like... Um, the Cesar Romero Joker, like you and I, we would occasionally watch reruns, you know, we weren't growing up in the 60s with Batman, but we would watch those old Adam West Batmans. And the Joker, that Cesar Romero Joker is pretty cool for what it was. I mean, it was totally comic booky, fun to watch that Joker. And then Mark Hamill, his voice of the Joker and his portrayal in the animated series is incredible too. But if I had to pick Heath Ledger, I, well, I, I, I do want to say that I missed one. I missed one Joker. It was from Lego Batman. And that was uh, between two ferns guy. What's his name? Zach Galifianakis? Yeah, he was the um, the Joker. Oh, I, I only saw that movie once and I didn't think much of it. So I can't even recall what that Joker was like. Oh, man. My kids love that movie. We watch it 
so many times. I think Batman is hilarious in this movie. Um, he says the things that I think. And so I'm like, oh, man, that guy's awesome. Yeah. So I, I out of all the Jokers, I, I, I really like probably the one that really sticks in my brain the best is Jack Nicholson. I thought he was, you know, growing up, seeing Batman when we were probably, what, 15, 16, and he was the Joker. I was like, man, this is such an awesome movie, and he was a great Joker. But if I were to put everything together, honestly, I'm even leaning a little more towards Mark Hamill. There you go. I think that's a good choice. Man, Mark Hamill did an amazing job. I mean, it's a cartoon, but... It's really, I mean, the storyline and, and the way he plays the voice is just amazing. Like, you feel creepy. You feel, like, eerie and icky when you hear his voice. And that's what he's trying to come across. He did a really good job. But cinematically, the whole picture, Heath Ledger did an amazing job. Amazing job. Now, I did not see Joaquin Phoenix. And I'll probably maybe watch a little bit or I'll try to watch a couple clips or something just to see what it's like. But Heath Ledger, man, he just was a brilliant, brilliant Joker. Yeah, he nailed it. And one of the interesting things about this movie is uh, who knows what kind of prep Joaquin Phoenix did, but he didn't take any kind of prior Jokers. He did this one. It seems like he pulled this Joker all on his own, somebody who went through a ton of depression and a little psychotic as well. But he does things like he does dancing and some singing and stuff that you've never seen really the other Jokers do. So he has his own mental quirks that, um, or physical things as well, or characteristics that Joaquin Phoenix brought to the role. Oh, one thing I really liked, Joaquin Phoenix he probably lost like 50 pounds. He probably weighed 140 pounds for this. So he was super skinny. And some of the scenes you see him without a shirt on and he looks emaciated. Um, But when he puts on that red suit to come out on the Murray show as the Joker, he looked like what you would expect the Joker, like from the cartoons and stuff that you see. He looks nice and slim in that suit and looks kind of very presentable, but at the same time scary because of that makeup. Um, it was a perfect for portrayal, Joaquin Phoenix did. That's cool. And I'm looking at the poster right now. It has, basically, it's a stairway with buildings lining the sides of the stairways on the right and right and left. And there's an open sky. It's not blue. It's more of like a white sky behind him. And at the top of the stairs, you have Joker in his red suit, basically looking up the sky, almost like he's dancing or, you know, just va- basking in, in being crazy. And so looking at that, I'm like, man, that does look like the Joker to me. For sure, for sure. And one great thing is when Joaquin Phoenix puts on the Joker persona, he becomes a different person. He's more confident in himself, um, uh, and you don't see the insecurities that the normal uh, Albert or uh, Arthur Fleck has. You know, so he totally changed when he had the Joker costume on. Interesting. Yeah, it, that that was awesome. So, like, if you love watching character work and seeing actors do really good roles, yeah, sure, go see this. If you're down with being depressed too by the end of the movie. I really don't like being depressed when I get out of movies. I mean, it just feels like, well, I don't like being depressed at all and I don't get depressed very easily, but coming out of movies, it just, it changes, you know, your, your, um, your mental state. And I don't like that. And so even though I would love to see Joaquin Phoenix and his acting ability, I just, I want to stay away from movies that are really just going to make me depressed or or just make me feel off my game. Like I'm always trying to be happy. I try to be excited and, 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 um, enjoy life in general, but man, no, I, I, I'll pass. Yep, good. And I'm glad you <laughs> feel that way. So I actually don't have anything else to say about this movie. <laughs> Is there anything you want to say, lastly, maybe about the trailer or anything? 
No, there wasn't much in the trailer. It did give away the storyline basically from beginning to end. I just was thinking, okay, probably the very end is where he's coming out as the Joker when the curtains open up. But um, I do see how they want. He wanted to kill the um, uh, Robert De Niro's character. I could see why he would want to do that. But uh, no, I'm I'm good to go, and I'm very glad. This is the first, you know, in our podcast where. One of us saw the movie, the other one didn't, and we're still actually recording the podcast. Now, are there any lessons? Now, obviously, I'm going to say you're going to give it an F or an F minus. Now, do you have any lessons that you learned through this movie? Um, I was I was taking notes as I was watching, but nothing really worth sharing. I mean, never, I guess, basically never bully somebody, never bully somebody at all because you don't know what they're capable of. You start bullying them, they pull a gun and kill you. Well... Then if you do, we learn from Billy Madison that if you've ever bullied somebody, you must go back and make it right and apologize because then your name will be scratched off the list of people to kill. That's right, huh? Steve Buscemi. There you go. With lipstick, (laughs) holding a rifle. (laughs) I remember that scene. Yes, yes, you're right. Always make amends for sure if you've ever done anything like that in the past. Good lesson. Absolutely. All right, so this was your choice, and I was the one who suffered due to your choice, but... I'm hoping next week's movie ends up being good. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I want to watch Gemini Man for next week. I'm down. I you know, I like Will Smith. I think he's a great actor. Now, Gemini Man is has a 41% on the Rotten Tomatoes. Now, I'm not saying that that's good or uh, bad in my, my perspective, but it does... I kind of get a glimpse of the trailers. Like I said, I don't know anything about the movie. I try not to watch trailers, but it's, it looks like, okay, you have a younger, um, a younger Will Smith and older Will Smith and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, it seems like the story has been told before. So I'm very hesitant to say that it's actually going to be, um, either groundbreaking or something new, but it's basically, you know, what was that? Um, uh, Bruce Willis movie with what's his name? You know, Looper. Looper, yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, it's been done before. Maybe they're going to have a good take on it. That's going to make it better. I don't know. But yeah, let's go ahead and see it. Cool beans. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. If you saw Joker and you feel just like I did, uh, I'm, my heart is out to you. I, I I feel for you for sure. But you know how we feel about the movie, so we would love to hear your thoughts. So please go to watchandlearnpodcast.com slash pod 69 and leave us a comment down at the bottom there. Alrighty then, my name was Sky. And I'm Dusty. And we will return next week with Gemini Man. Gemini Man.